Wilkie, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 169, and welcome to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's outside, it's beautiful, and there's some wind. As you know, I love wind, but for podcasts that go outside, it's not the best. So bear with me as we go through this one. I actually think this is so important what we're going to go through today. Uh, Really, really excited. Um, I got to tell you, so I think many of you know, and I've talked about it a little bit, but you know, I relaunch. I'm relaunching my my uh, nonprofit Phoenix One, which really is an effort to try to, to the best of our ability, see the church come together as one. That's why that John 17, uh, 23, 20 through 23 passage is so important to me. That's literally what we're trying to live out here. Um, is trying to help churches come together, try, trying to help Christians come together as one so that people will come to know Jesus. And what I really love about this podcast and and just this idea always blows my mind. There are people from all different denominations who listen into this. We are all working through the same scriptures together, struggling through them, asking God to help us and show us we're praying to the same God. And so he's like, listen, if you can hold that unity together, come together under the banner of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and the way that there's unity there, if you can live that out in the way that you love one another, care for one another, his promises people come to know him. So it's been so cool to go around the valley and meet uh, and Valley, the Phoenician Valley, go around and meet all these pastors, all these people. I, I was at a university today and met a guy there who's just so passionate about helping college college kids be discipled and come to know Jesus. Like meeting with pastors here and there. I met with I, I got to go spend some time with guys who are kind of retired in their pastorate today, and just learning from them and listening. So cool to hear all that God is doing and what this is at this time that we're in right now is really important. I've been saying they're going to write books about this. They are going to write books about what you and I, as as believers in Jesus Christ, what we do right now, they're going to write books about it. And so that just for me is a fascinating uh, thought, gets me wound up, and it gets me excited. Um, but I could go on and on in that, but I want to make sure I get to our passage today. Before I do that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you who continue to listen. Maybe this is your first time. Glad you're here. Maybe you've been listening for a long time. So grateful. So grateful that we get to learn and grow together through God's Word. Uh, second, thank you for those who continue to give on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash front porch confessional. Really appreciate that support. All right. Matthew 28, 5-6. This verse will sound very familiar uh, for most of us. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. For I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. Who was crucified. He is not here. For he has risen. As he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Uh, we... Uh, got to live next door. We had the privilege of living next door to the Fenn family. And Corey uh, and his family, Corey was a pastor. Corey and I have been buddies for years, but Corey was a pastor at Hillside Community Church. And uh, we got to be next door neighbors. 
one of the greatest joys of my life and a part of it is is watching these kids kind of grow up together i mean they lived we talk about how they lived like the 80s childhood in the 2000s 2010s 2020s i mean career 2020s but yeah they got to live that life together and you know back and forth and building flirts and climbing trees and creating things and bubble wars and water slides and bike rides all those things so much fun but one of the things kids would do and we just loved it was they play hide and seek and they you know if it was a hot day out or they're kind of bored they play hide and seek and uh their the fen's uh youngest daughter her, her name's Maylee, and Maylee was always the best because she was trying so hard to find a spot that no one would find her right and that no one would find her right and so she'd find so inevitably she would tuck herself she's this small little thing tuck herself in the most obscure places i remember we used to have these baskets that we put blankets in under the tv and she she put herself in this basket like folded herself up in this basket and then covered herself up and she would just sit there and she'd just wait and wait and wait and all the kids would be searching all over the house trying to find her they can't find her and she would just lock down right she would not come out and then finally like a may maylee come on come out so finally she'd pop out of her spot and be like i'm here i'm here that is the image that i have in my mind when i think of this passage about resurrection sunday he's not here he has risen I had to sit with these words today. I'd just been sitting with them, thinking about them. It was like I didn't want the party to end on Sunday, right? Yesterday was Easter Sunday, and I just couldn't get over. I just was resisting trying to move on, move past Easter. Like, oh, gosh, glad that one's off the calendar. Now let's move. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I wanted to keep the party going. I kept thinking, how does this truth that he is not here, he is risen. He is not in a grave. Death has not beat him. How does this truth impact me today and every day? Like, how is this changing me? I just, I was so aware today how quickly I wanted to move past this truth. How quickly I just wanted to make Easter another date on a calendar. And I don't want Easter to end. And I don't think either should you. You know, because that morning 2,000 years ago changed everything. But I need to remind myself that resurrection power exists every single day. Like, again, it's not just a date on a calendar. It's kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we've been invited into that. How beautiful, how wonderful that we've been invited in that. Please, please, please don't move past Easter Sunday. Please don't pretend like it's just some date on a calendar. Let it change you. Let it sanctify you. Let it set in. David Stockton, uh, he's a pastor uh, at a church called Living Streams here in Phoenix, and we attended there yesterday. He did such a great job, so humble, so kind. 
But he said something that Patty and I, we, we were driving home, and we just couldn't stop talking about it. And this morning, I, can't, I couldn't stop thinking about it over and over that Jesus' resurrection was defiant. Like it was defiant. It was defiance. Just let that captivate your imagination for a second. He was talking, he was using this example about this flower, about walking down the street in Phoenix in the summer and seeing this flower shoot up, like shoot up from the concrete, like from the ground. And he was like, look how defiant that was. That little flower was like, nope, you're not going to hold me down. I'm going to live. And how defiant that was. Death, physics, biology, And all our human rationalization did not stop Jesus from being who he said he was in doing what he said he would do. That is defiant in the most beautiful biblical way that we can define it. it. And I just can't stop thinking about that image. I can't stop thinking about how beautiful it is. And I think like as we think about defiance, especially in light of all that happened in 2020, 2021, or 2020 and now and even 2021, like images invade our mind, rallies and people storming the Capitol, anger, revolt, us versus them. But Jesus' defiance was to make a way for all mankind to be right with God. To resist the evil that sin had caused and put death in its grave. And give us the gift of life everlasting with him. And what I love about his defiance was it was all about loving God. And it was all about loving all of us, about loving people. He modeled through his death and his resurrection this beautiful commission that he's given to each and every one of us. He defiantly laid down his life so we could all have life. And we now, look how beautiful this is, we now are the carriers of this Easter truth. And that's why I say it has to be so much more than a date on a calendar. It's every day. It should change us every day. It should challenge us every day. So I want to be defiant in a way that leads people to Jesus. How about you? How about to model death and resurrection in the way I live my life? I really do. What would it look like to live out Easter every single day? More amazement. More people coming to know Jesus. More contentment. More more faith, less fear. And I say we just be defiant. I say we be defiant for the glory of God so that many people will come to know Jesus. I just, I just have this image 
of little Maylee in that basket and her just waiting and waiting and she just she won't come out but she comes out when it's time she's like nah I'm coming up against it right she pops out of that little basket and I just everyone laughs and everyone's like I just go like that is a beautiful defiance it's beautiful I'm not gonna stay here right I'm gonna come out you know all you were coming looking for me no no, no. I'm coming out when I want to come out right so she comes out and everyone laughs and O'Malley what a great hiding place and there's joy and there's beauty in it and I think that's the thing about Jesus's defiance that's so impactful to me is his defiance led people to life and not death like of all the history that we know up to this point so much defiance has ended so badly and with so many many people suffering in Jesus's defiance against death in sin causes people to be able to have life and life to the full that is why I don't want Easter to end I want to keep moving forward in this Easter way of living every single day because defiance defines a life centered in the death and resurrection of Jesus. I want to be about that. I hope you want to be about that too. So, the question is this. How can you live into Easter every single day? I'm working through that. I'm, I mean, literally sitting out here this morning going, I just, I got to live into this. I don't want this to pass by. I don't want it to be another date, another moment. We were telling Mika, I'm like, Mika, I've been through 43 Easter's. And for some reason, this one in particular feels very impactful. And so maybe join me. Join me in figuring it out what it means to live out Easter every single day. Father God, we need your help. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, Jesus, your death and your resurrection, your defiance against sin and death so that we can have life and life to the full, eternal life with you. And so we celebrate you today. Spirit, lead us, guide us, convict us into the way everlasting. You deserve all the glory, honor, and praise. So take a breath, reflect, reflect.